Columbus. Welcome back to Columbus Cast. I'm Laura. I'm Julia. And you're listening to the best podcast in all of Ohio. I don't know. There has to be some good Ohio State football ones. The best I mean, podcast about local Columbus things in Ohio that we know of. I've Maybe. been I've been all about like manifesting your uh, your future lately and just like saying it and then it becomes true. So I'm gonna Ooh, mani- that's smart. I'm gonna manifest this. I'm gonna manifest that we're the best podcast in all of Ohio. I like that. I did manifest. I feel like I manifested my new job because I saw a manifest TikTok and then I did it and then like those manifest ones where they like put in the coordinates and then they go drive there and they see like a special sign. Do you know about that? Yeah, I've seen that. I didn't do that. I did the one where you just like write the word like a couple times and then you wrote like new job and yeah pretty much so anyway yeah so then what did you do this weekend on a similar topic on a similar topic (laughs) this weekend was restaurant or the end of restaurant week so i went to high banks on friday as always is like really good and it's awesome because um they allowed you to do their happy hour and their restaurant week menu pricing and their happy hour is bomb i wish it went a little bit later because it only goes till six but it's like half off drinks half off apps very good Hmm. would recommend um i still feel weird eating out even though we're like in open air seating. I was going to say, were you on the patio? I know they have a pretty big. Yeah. And like very far apart, wouldn't have come into contact with anyone, but it just still feels like I still feel guilty doing it, even though yeah. it was done very safely. Mm-hmm. But it was really good. Um, I, I want to say no regrets because no regrets, but we'll it sounds, find out. <laughs> no, no. It sounds like it was fun. Yeah. It was good. Um, and then other than that, it's just been lots of field hockey. I've been pulling out the fall decor Ooh. as in I've gone to Target because I didn't own fall decor. <laughs> and That's the most basic thing I've ever heard, but yeah. I so relate. I've never been into the fall decor. I just want to get to Christmas, to be honest. So. Yeah. Um, wasn't really feeling the fall decor except for the fact that we're stuck at home all the time. So mm-hmm. it's like anything to make, to remind me that it's fall and we're not just living in an everlasting March. It's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, I'm very sad. There's no pumpkin show because I bet I could have gotten some great fall decor. Wait, Sparkleville is canceled? You, this happened like back in March. This was like one of the first big things to be Yeah, canceled. but I forgot everything that happened in March. I just blacked out all of those memories, Julia. Yeah. Well, um, pumpkin show was canceled. So I think <sighs> that was Next, the weekend last week or it's around this time hmm. so that's sad and then um i was supposed to be in europe right now going to oktoberfest so trying to figure out how i can pretend to be in munich but instead be in columbus ohio so that's on my would you be happy if i just like had a uh, whole keg like delivered to your front door a whole keg i mean i have only I'm if it's earthling up, yeah only if it's earthling i'm stocked up on a bunch of different local oktoberfest beers but the weather's just now getting like chilly enough to really like enjoy them yeah so um we'll probably do that try to make some like sausage. There's this like German dessert I used to make in elementary, middle school, my German classes. I'm going to try to. Yeah. Fun fact, Julia uh, is German. (laughs) Fun fact. I took my, I went to immersion school when I was little. So my math and science were taught to me in German. I had to relearn it for the standards of learning every year. I I think that's so cool. It's very cool. I wish more um, places did it because it's definitely the best way to learn a language. So America put that on the ballot this year. (laughs) We'll get there. Don't worry. There's plenty of, it's funny because every week we outline our notes and Julia outlined it and put politics and then just left a blank for me. And I thought that was a a nice little present because definitely don't worry if you listen later in the podcast, 
I, I filled up the whole space. Good. Okay. What were you up to this weekend? So I was actually out of the city for the first time in a long time, except for like last week, because I was also <laughs> out of the city. <laughs> Safe and socially distant, of course. Uh, I was in Nashville, which I had never been before. It was my first time in Nashville. But um, I don't know if I really had any expectations, but it was a lot of fun. You used to joke on the podcast that Columbus is the new Nashville. And I honestly thought there were so many similarities between Columbus and Nashville. Like the street art right on. It's funny because like there weren't any lines for any of the murals because COVID. So we just walked right up and took pictures of the wings. Um, Like aside from the crazy bachelorette parties, which you still see occasionally but it's like columbus isn't a destination for bachelorette parties which maybe that's but a good one thing. day one day uh, i'd be a happy resident of columbus if no crazy drunk bachelors ever at bachelorettes ever came here with like the cowboy boots and oh my gosh but yeah i thought it was pretty comparable but the one other thing i wanted to note is that while i was in nashville the columbus crew was in ohio playing against nashville and we won so that was kind of exciting i saw that while i was there um and so i wanted to say that the crew has been like on fire this year like in fuego like real flames uh and so i would love to see a championship for us and i think that that would be like the one thing that goes right in 2020 i'm manifesting it the columbus crew is is gonna win the championship manifestation podcast now i thought that they were playing today but i think their next game is this weekend and they're playing against toronto fc so yeah we all know that this podcast is a lot of assumptions that we make about things it's about the the assumption podcast yeah i think that was one of our OG phrases. I think one thing, though, that we don't have to assume is that there's a lot of people out there that have been reaching out to us, and they're all awesome. And Julia would like to give you a shout out. Shout yeah, out. so I've put together a list of people who've DM'd us on Instagram. and They're sliding like, into those DMs. Sliding into those DMs, or CBuzzCast. At, at CBuzzCast, yep. At CBuzzCast. Um, just wanted to give them, like, a shout out because it's really neat, all the stuff that's been, like, brought to our attention via Instagram and, like, mm-hmm. how obviously there's some pros and cons to social media about how great it is and finding these like little local things mm-hmm. so um the postmark in Chillicothe that is a wedding venue that their grand opening was set to be March 29th so oh. a right in the middle of COVID which it's like an old bank or an old post office I think it's an old bank because it has a vault and so like when wow. you get married you get to like sign your name in the vault like with your husband wife partner whatever um so that is pretty cool I love old buildings that have been repurposed to something else. So I want to go check that out if I'm ever in um, Chill Coffee, but I'm also or, not getting, you know, married, getting so. married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That too. And then 3060 Artworks Gallery in Hilltop is a local artist run gallery, and they do a Hilltop Art Hop every first Saturday of the month from 6 huh. to 9 p.m. I did not know that Hilltop had an art hop. So that is. Hilltop is popping over there, I guess. Yeah. We need to make our way on the west side of Columbus a little bit more often. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely check them out on um, Instagram and see what little gallery showcases they're doing and what different local art they have on there. That's fun. And also on the art kick, free wing photography on mm-hmm. Instagram. This girl is like building a brand that supports local artists. Yeah. So just like showcasing a lot of local artists. So if you are a local artist listening to this podcast, like feel free to reach out to the Instagram handle and like get your work showcased there and just like really great opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then the last Last thing I have is the Glider of Grandview. This is super cool. So there's a charity event. It's called like Glide for Strides ACLU, where it's going to be a hundred miles 
on a long board hmm. from the embassy, embassy board shop in Clintonville all the way out to Cedarville on October 17th. And the um, money raised from it goes to the ACLU, which is super neat. And that can be found, that's being done by um, the X Glider on Instagram. If you look that up, I shared it on our Instagram story and I'll share these like again later, but yeah, super neat. Like get on social media as toxic as it is sometimes. Limit yourself, but like show up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's super fun. Thanks for uh, putting that together. And if you're listening and we didn't mention you, please reach out to us because we'd love to hear about what you're doing in Columbus and how you're making our city an even cooler place than it already is and helping accelerate our podcast to be the best one in Ohio. Exactly. It's those little uh, inside scoops that we can't get from 614.com that we like to... We like to have here. Yeah. The local, the local cutting edge. Yeah. But speaking of which the next two stories I didn't get from 614.com. I've been reading a lot of the lantern lately, which is OSU's student newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, school's back in, ses- in session uh-huh. and nostalgia, but there's two um, news stories I had out of OSU that I wanted to share because they were neat or important than your firstborn child or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I feel like that anymore, but I think I may have grown out of that, which is like a real sign of how old I'm getting. Um, First one is OSU Student Legal Services has advised students to not sign leases until spring, which is crazy. If you went to OSU and you know like how housing goes, you, if you do not have like a lease signed by Thanksgiving, you're basically screwed at OSU. Like you are not going to find a house, an apartment, anything that is a decent price and close to campus. You have to sign by Thanksgiving of the year prior to get something in fall. Yeah, that's if you're lucky, but most times like houses are like passed down to people so a lot of times um you go and talking about off-campus housing yeah off-campus housing like you either know somebody who lives in the house who lived like there before you and they're able to pass down the lease and sign down the lease that way it doesn't even get put on like market or whatever holy cow um or showed to anybody else or you go around if you have like a prime location that you want and you just start knocking on doors and you're like hey can Can i I have your lease can i have your lease so you'll get offered like beer and food and swipes if the people are like freshmen to um, let them like have your lease because it's just that crazy in demand. I don't know how it's changed with all the new luxury apartments, but um, back it back in my day, we had to sign leases by like before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was really late. It was like if you didn't have anything lined up by Halloween, you started panicking. Thanksgiving was like your no man's like that. So what's the point then of making them wait until? spring they're think they're gonna ad- cancel 2021 i have no clue they're that just advising students not to sign leases because um if they sign a lease for spring or for 2021 2022 yeah and you know there's like a second wave or something and there's a second wave and osu decides like not to go back because you know they made the mistake or so whatever they're basically the just time. like leaving room for error or yeah or point, well because i mean off campus it's legal services that are advising them to do it just like how you would normally tell somebody hey if you're not sure you're going to use this service don't sign a contract saying you're going to pay 12 months of it yeah it's like pretty like normal advice to give i would think but because there's been a lot of issues where students haven't been able to get out of their leases because they legitimately signed a document that said i'm going to live here and if i don't live here i will like find a sublease or, or still pay yeah and they can't get out of it 
no matter if there's a pandemic or not, because they still owe money on the mortgage and they're still a business that needs to pay people. And it's a very sticky situation. Okay. Well, so we know that OSU is trying to take some precautions at least and like save their students. Yeah. A little bit. They're giving some good advice. Um, And the next OSU news is an OSU research developed a COVID breathalyzer. So this is super neat. Team of three doctors and three medical students are testing technology in the College of Veterinary Medicine, which is weird that it came out of like that. Yeah. It's basically a breathalyzer that will detect COVID-19 more accurately than the nasal swabs. Is it instantaneous? Like you got it right away? 15 seconds. It says 15 seconds. So um, that's really awesome. The FDA approval is anticipated for November, which could be like totally game changing. Literally um, game changing. We could have games. Yeah, I know. Perfect timing. So they're hoping um, Ohio State will be able to use the technology during its surveillance testing program. And then like obviously a breathalyzer could really improve um, like how restaurants and schools and everything else are handling it. Because instead of doing like temperature checks, they could be like breathe into this. Yeah. And if it tells you like no, then bye. That's crazy. I wonder if I heard a story on the news that uh, dogs could, could sniff out COVID. Yeah, I forget. In where were they way, like, having them do that? I don't remember. I didn't hear where, but I heard that they could do it with like way less particles. Like dogs could do it with like 15 COVID molecules and the nasal swab takes like 10,000 or something. Um, so I wonder if that has any relation to why this came out of the veterinary thing. It's that's all speculation. That's absolutely yeah. no fact behind that at all, but that's just my opinion. Speculation podcast. Oh yes. So I have one other, uh, speaking of, you know, COVID related things. Um, this actually came out in August. I'm not sure how we missed it. Very exciting news. Columbus has a clean airport, not just a clean airport though, there, but wait, there's more. Uh, the John Glenn Airport became the first Columbus facility to achieve the Columbus Cleanliness Accreditation from the Global Biorisk Advisory Council. The Global Biorisk Bio Advisory Council is a division of the ISSA. Are you confused about what that is? Me too. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Basically some uh, place, the ISSA, decided that Columbus Airport is top-notch clean. Um, So the president of John Glenn actually was quoted saying, whether deporting from Columbus for their favorite destination or returning home, passengers can travel with confidence knowing our airport is achieving the highest standard of cleanliness. So uh, yeah. Well, I feel like it's like that because it's like Columbus Airport is always so empty. Right. In comparison to But I think also like the also like the chemicals they're using to clean the airport and everything. I mean, who knows about the planes are getting on or where you're going to, but if you're traveling during this pandemic and you're flying through John, John Glenn, That's, you're safe. Yeah. I mean, the there was already ISSA no one there. To, so. There was already no one there to begin with. So I think now it's probably very empty. You could probably have the whole airport to yourself. Oh, I'd imagine. Except I did see um, one of my friend's mom. She has been traveling all over the place. She like posted a picture in the Denver airport and it looked like a normal like traveling time. Oh, nice. I don't, know. I don't even know how do we refer to normal <laughs> the time. Before time. <laughs> Back in BC before COVID, it looked like a. BC oh my God! Put that on a shirt. Let's sell it. That's our new merch. I've I've definitely seen this multiple places. With so a pumpkin I, next to it. 
Um, so speaking of COVID and restrictions, let's talk about politics for a hot sec, because why not? Um, so for all of those who are unaware, Prez 45 was in Dayton on Monday night. Um, quite an interesting event. Uh, DeWine couldn't call in sick for the second time, because if you remember <laughs> last time he uh, said he had COVID, but then he was like, JK, I just didn't want to meet the president. That's not actually what happened. He had a false night. He had a false positive result on his test. I don't know. I I wouldn't blame DeWine if he did that. Julia's speculating. Well, it's kind of funny because when uh, 45 announced Mike DeWine, the whole crowd booed him. Uh, uh, well, I mean, who would you expect at a truck? I'm saying 45 yeah. right now. That's- I'm, I can't even speak the words. Um, but actually, John Houston got cheered. So I'm like, what? Why? The, the um, It's not called the assistant governor. Is it? Whatever. Lieutenant His, governor. Lieutenant governor. Thank you. I don't know what he did differently that made all these uh, MAGA people enjoy him, but whatever. Um, I could also tell you what he talked about because I, my neighbor listened to the whole thing loud enough for me to hear every single word, but you know what? I know. Aren't I so lucky? Tall windows, thin walls. Okay. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about really quick, because this is super interesting. We've been following the story since the beginning. We're going to keep following it until the end. So attorney general of Ohio, David Yost or Dave Yost, whatever, he's filing a suit to try and stop the upcharge that was previously agreed when House Bill 6 or the first energy bill that we now know is like a scam had originally agreed upon from hitting ratepayers next year. He called them ill-gotten gains from corrupt corrupt activity that should not result in a monetary advantage. So according to WCBE, even if this um, suit goes through, ratepayers will still see the charge on their bill, but they won't have to pay it unless the entire bill is repealed, in which case you wouldn't see the charge. So crazy madness. The attorney general is also seeking punitive damages from Larry Householder for all of this lovely news that we're following. <laughs> it just gets better and better, doesn't it? It really does. It's it's so much drama. Live for the drama. Just I wonder kidding. if I don't they're going to repeal it. Let's, let's manifest that they're going to repeal HB6. I hope so. I'm manifesting it. Okay. They're, they're going to do it. Tell us about sports, Julia. What's going on? Uh, oh, okay. So, uh, and not a sports-related news, because I don't know enough about, like, what OSU's schedule is, and I'm trying not to get too into it, then because then it could get, change. It could change, yada, yada, yada. Um, anyway, OSU Athletics is cutting their budget, but they're not going to cut any sports. A lot of schools have started cutting sports sports that like aren't really high in revenue aka yeah. a lot of women's sports um, oh that sucks a lot big time yeah because you know they're not making money this season so osu athletics said that they are not going to cut any sports the athletic director gene smith he said that they are projecting a $107 million deficit this year as a result of COVID-19, but that's still kind of preliminary, preliminary, um, cannot speak. And they're still trying to wait and see because a lot of the money comes from like the TV contracts. And now that they're playing, they might get some more money. So mm-hmm. like, who knows, it could be a little less than that. Um, but they are going to be reducing staff by 25 full-time non-coaching positions and 345 employees will be furloughed. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be for 60 days by the athletic department. Um, so that's a big old bummer. 
Do you want to know how I feel about that, though? How do you feel about that? Let me tell you how I feel about that, Julia. I appreciate that Ohio State is not cutting their sports budget because I understand, like, that's a big focus for them. But on the whole, like, $100 million deficit thing, I could care less because their university and their initial um, purpose as an institution is to educate young folks and not to profit off of them. So uh, I think that goes down a deeper rabbit hole. But, like, I don't really care if they're going to lose money because people are still going to watch OSU football. OSU's football is still going to be great. Yeah. As long as you're doing it safely, you can lose 100 mil. You'll make it up. You'll find some way. Yeah, this this could lead us down a very, very deep rabbit hole. I know. Hole. We could I, go so far down this rabbit I've, hole that I've we had, would wake up and like... I've had so many discussions about how, you know, like student athletes aren't actually student no. athletes. Like they're athlete students. I've had that discussion so many times. So if anybody else wants to have that discussion with me, because I'm sure Andy is very, very sick of having that. I'm uh, sure Nathan would have that discussion with you and be really interested about it. (laughs) Please hit me up because I need somebody else to bounce my frustrations off of. But anyway, so the other interesting piece of this, or I guess not interesting, the other news piece of this is that Ryan Day and Chris Holtman, those are both the big like money-making coaches since men's basketball and football. They are both indicating that they will agree to pay restrictions. So they won't be making like, they'll probably be, their pay will probably be frozen essentially. That's good. They won't get their big old raises and maybe a tinier bonus. They'll only get like a $1 million bonus instead of like, I don't, I don't know how much those bonus, their bonuses are. So anyway, they probably make enough as it is, you know? Yeah. Which could lead us down a deeper rabbit hole (laughs) as to why like the highest paid state employee is a football coach. Um, you know, but another day, another time. Um, I also wanted to add, I know I touched on it before, but the crew is on fire and we love to see it. I just really think that this is great for Columbus. I mean, like, I'm sure the uh, Columbus owners are like ecstatic about this because it does not hurt to get really great press while you're continuing to build a multi-million dollar infrastructure, new uh, stadium in the middle of a pandemic when you can't make any ticket revenue. So, you know, if we do you know, continue to do, knock on wood, continue to do as well as, as we've been doing and do head a championship, then might put Columbus FC like on the map a little bit more. I feel like we're the underdog. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, because the city was going to get rid of them. Like, right. Yeah, that'll, that'll show them. Way to, way to really save the crew. Oh, yeah. Um, the other thing on that sports topic is the Cincinnati Reds, I guess, are doing really well. Apparently. Oh, good they, for them. They might make the playoffs. I guess. So, you know what's funny? Um, if I'll you're tell you what's that. funny. Millennials don't watch baseball. It's sad. It's true. I tried. I, mean, I really do love baseball, but I just... It's just like, it does it better for me in person. Like I'm not going to pay for like YouTube premium or whatever it's called. YouTube live or whatever, just to watch baseball. Like that's not it. Yeah. And I feel like it's like some, it's background noise. Like mm-hmm. I, I stick it on. If, if I'm looking for something to just stick on the TV because I need to have the flashing lights surrounding me at all times because I don't know how to interact if I'm not constantly being <sighs> doused in blue light. Oh my God. Um, um, I'll turn on <laughs> baseball game. <laughs> that was an intense description. Anyway, go go Reds. Yeah, we're in, we're hopping on the Reds bandwagon. I will cheer for the Reds over the Indians. Not the Indians. Yeah, the Indians any day for exactly that reason. Okay, food. Food. Um, <laughs> Do you like that so, transition? <laughs> yeah. 
going into food, I didn't have a whole lot of food news, but I have been like saving a ton of uh, places I want to go to on Instagram. We should just do like a food podcast. I know. Well, sometimes there's weeks that our uh, episodes are just like us talking about restaurants opening and food places we've gone to and ate, but that was BC. Now we do takeout and it's just not as fun to talk about anymore. Sometimes but, you get takeout and you're like, I could have made that myself. Why did I pay 20 bucks for it? Yeah. And it just like, doesn't feel the same because I eat so fast when I'm at home. So it's like, yeah, it's not an know. experience. Okay. Tell us yeah. about an experience, Julia. Um, so in Clintonville, there used to be a place called old school spelled with a K. It was mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, it was near the like Condado and lineage and everything, but now it is going to be 36 bistro. And I actually saw this like a while ago their brunch looks really good yeah but it's a sweet its official name is like 36 sweets dessert and catering and it's going to be a pop-up in the space called 36 bistro and they're going to only do food thursday through sunday so um obviously not open a whole lot because mm-hmm. they're like a catering company i don't think they're really made to be like uh, let's let's serve food all day often yeah all day all the time um anyway so it'll be open thursday through sunday Sunday and each day is different. Um, so on Thursday, it's Erie Thursday, Stir Fry Friday, Deep Down South Saturday, and Brunch So Hard Sunday. So that's how you love it. We love a theme. I do love a theme. We love a theme. Anyway, tell me about about a restaurant. Um, so yeah, my restaurant is Fourth and State, which is exactly where you think it'd be. It's on the corner of Fourth and State, uh, downtown. Yeah, it's love a descriptive restaurant. Um, I, it might be a vegan restaurant, but it also might be like a just a vegetarian restaurant. They have they have what looks like really good like deep dish pizza mm-hmm. without um, like meat or you can get it dairy and gluten free too. But uh, Goodwin is the owner, and they just are reopening now from COVID. But not only were they suffering from you know like COVID losses, they had around seven thousand dollars worth of damage because of Black Lives Matter protests. Mm. Um, but it seems like the owner they did an interview with um 614 now and he's super understanding they were saying you know we you know a glass storefront is very replaceable but this issue that people are protesting for is super important so they are completely understanding which i i get that yeah um, but they're just now getting on their feet and so if you have some time or you have some money or you have some hunger then go to fourth and state give them some love um their food looks super yummy and you know just like any other small business owner they've been struggling but they're finally getting back to it so that's good I'll have to I might go try list. it yeah. yeah once I'm done with my post Nashville 14 day quarantine I'm on day two <laughs> Ugh, fun 12 days to go but anyway. for people who aren't in quarantine, what can you do, Julia? Tell us about what's going on. Well, lucky for you, some of these things to do are um, a little bit in the future. So you Woo-hoo! you can plan for them. We love the future. Uh, another good Instagram find. I found um, that Black Art in the Park is happening at Goodell Park on October 10th from 2 to 6 p.m. So it's going to like feature like Black artists mm-hmm. in Goodell Park. And it sounds pretty cool. So hopefully it's a beautiful day. and. Okay. 
that's awesome. And I can walk to that. Yeah. I'm going to put it on my calendar literally right now. So super excited about that. And then um, Global Gallery has been doing Fireside Fridays from 5 to 8 p.m. And acoustic music is welcome. So I think that means like somebody could show up with a guitar and start kind of just like a fireside, like sing along. So it means you never really know what you're going to get, but that could be fun. Good. Yeah. I mean, just like 2020, you never know what you're going to get. Exactly. And then the last thing I had was, oh, um, drive-in concerts are coming through Columbus at Westland Mall. I've been hearing a lot about this, like, on the radio and stuff. But each ticket covers a car of, like, four passengers, um, which is neat. And you can get different spots. So you can get, like, a VIP and front row sections at higher rates. And then if you want to, like, really jam-pack your car, you can pay an additional little bit of money for, like, five or six people. Mm. You can, like, bring a minivan. Um, but there's some good people coming because like Chase Rice is on the list. Eli Young Van is going to be there, which those are both country people. I was going to so. say, that must be country because I've never heard of them. Yeah. And then um, Chelsea Cutler is going to be there this weekend with some other person I've never heard of. But I know- Is that a comedian? Chelsea. No, she's a singer. Okay. Okay. I thought she was popular, but it might just be my um, Spotify that I always get music by her. No, it's probably everyone but me. Don't I th- worry. Actually, you know what? I mix her up with Maggie Rogers, who I feel like all my- Oh, I love Maggie really- Rogers. Exactly. A lot of people like Maggie. Maggie Rogers, but I always okay, make but she has like a similar that. voice and vibe and stuff. In my mind, she does. But like anybody who knows music, did you get tickets? Are you going? Um, I don't know yet. This weekend, do you think what uh, going to a drive-in concert counts as quarantine, or is that still too close to people? I feel like it. From what I read, it sounds like I can go it, alone. Yeah, it sounds like you could go alone because you get like a whole little box. Which uh, honestly, I'm not mad about experiencing. Oh, I thought you that sat way. in your car. Well, I've you seen... sit in your car, but they like you have your space in between your car so they like I guess have things kind of roped out so that way you can go and like pull your chairs out of your car and Mm. sit outside of your car but you're still not going to be like oh I only have room from like my passenger side door to the next car they have space so you can like get out of your car and not be within six feet of people I dig it so those are my events for this weekend but also a good a good event to put on your calendar Mm -hmm. is the upcoming election please go vote that's i don't know what else more to say besides uh, that you should care about this country and what is happening we have 41 days left until the election i believe maybe on the next episode we'll do like all the dates and all the things for the election Mm -hmm. it's coming up i want to say one other thing if you've made it this far into the podcast thank you and Let's have a real talk real real quick. There's so much going on and it can be super confusing. And so people always say, you know, on Instagram, they're like, oh, register to vote and go vote and fill out your absentee ballot and all of this. If any of that confuses you and you have any questions whatsoever, DM us. I'll help you. Julia will help you. We'll just talk about it one-on-one like your friend, but you know, we don't really know you. So maybe it will be more comfortable to ask questions that, you know, yeah. you don't have to be embarrassed if you don't friend, know. Uh, exactly. Judge you for not knowing or asking, yeah. caring. If it's cool to care. It is cool Stop to care. Pretending you're too cool to care. That and, is and a I'll answer, mindset. I'll answer another uh, really common question that I've heard a lot lately. If you are an OSU student and you're listening to this podcast and you live in Columbus because you're going to school here, but let's say you're from New Jersey and you're like, oh, which state do I register to vote in? Do I register in Ohio or New Jersey? Well, you can decide and you can register to vote in either state. And you might want to take a look at like the uh, statistics from where you're from and where you're living to see, you know, Ohio is a swing 
state. So what does that mean for the election and what does your vote mean here versus home? But seriously, any questions? There's no shame, no embarrassment. It's confusing stuff. Like they kind of make it confusing on purpose. That's a whole other talk. Yeah. Your vote matters. So you should vote and you should get the information you deserve to do it. I was going to say correctly, but that's not what I mean. I mean like inform. All right, Columbus, you know what to do. We have your key takeaways. Yes. Go vote and go eat vegan, maybe vegetarian pizza from 4th and State. There you go. Go crew. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.